Okay, so this is leg two of my 2021 summer transformation. Uh, I will say at the moment I'm trying to work out what's the best way to document this. The whole point of doing it this way in terms of podcast or um, audio uh, blog, if you want, uh, the, the concept is so that Essentially, I can look back on it later or other people can look on it depending on how my results go and just get an idea of what I was doing and what I was going through, maybe the various variables that played into my results and so on. So I'm not 100% sure the best way to to um, present that is because on one hand, on the last one, I started by doing basically a daily log. Not not every single day, but I do a sort of log. This is what I did today. This was my training. And this is what's going on in my life and all that stuff. And it's very interesting. I actually went back and re-listened to the, the first leg of it. Actually, and the, the prep leg of it. And it's interesting to see, oh, yeah, that's, that's what was happening then. And that might have played into whatever. And it's just interesting. But at the same time, it's it's hard to... Uh, quantify that and say, okay, well, in terms of setting out my next plan, I'm going to do this. It's hard to do that in using that kind of format. Whereas, so actually, I kind of realized this in in the first lag, and that's why I started doing things like I just kind of laid it out, sort of like Cole's notes form, right? I just said, okay, well, this is what I did during this block of time. I'm not sure the exact way to do this. Um, I'll try to figure that out for you here. So to begin this, it is now Friday, June 25th, so I suppose it's the end of week five of this 12-week transformation challenge. That's kind of freaky, actually. That means next week I'll be halfway through. It's been up and down, as pretty much all transformation challenges are. I had some pretty uncomfortable spikes up to the point where I'm still working my way down from some of those. Um, I'm just yesterday, actually, I, I got, I matched my lowest point for this, uh, transformation challenge. So I was pretty happy about that. Went up a bit today, but that's not really much of a surprise because last night was, we had a graduation dinner for my daughter. I just graduated high school and we had some cake and stuff too. Beautiful cake my wife made. Me. So that's okay. Not gonna, I'm not gonna deny myself the pleasures of life entirely obviously there's something to be said for um self-restraint but this wasn't one of those times so um what will i say well i've been continuing on with the hybrid two three mass protocol training that uh, tom venuto wrote extremely similar actually to something to a program that lane norton put together called uh, what was it called i think fat p-h-a-t uh, I can't remember what his acronym stood for. I think it, I think Lane Norton's acronym was uh, Power Hypertrophy something else. Uh, AT, I don't know what that sounds for. Uh, uh, whereas Tom Venuto's version of this is called uh, Hybrid Mass, 2-3 Mass, standing for Muscle and Strength 
split. He he's saying calling it strength, whereas Lane Norton called it power. Essentially, they're doing the same thing. It starts off with uh, a two days uh, upper strength and lower strength, and then it switches to a three day split for the rest of the week, which is a hypertrophy split. And their splits are actually a little bit different, the way they suggested. But I, I think it's splitting hairs at that point. It's accomplishing the same thing. So I'm pretty sure that the three-day hypertrophy that uh, Lane Norton does is something like a push-pull legs, something like that. Whereas Tom Venuto's is it starts with chest and back and then does, um, uh, what is it, shoulders and arms and then legs and abs. So, I mean, it it's pretty customizable, but and, and they're, they're very similar. They do the same thing. So anyway, the point is I've been continuing this. I like the idea. I like incorporating some strength days into my training. Generally, I find it more uh, effective. I mean, uh, even though, you know, you don't get the same kind of, uh, I, what would you call it, pump. And it's a different kind of soreness. But it's, I find, for me, I don't know, it's, it's very effective to include strength days in your training. So that's what I've been doing. Supplement-wise, I suppose I should address this because I haven't talked about it much. I'm not doing much, to be honest. I, in the past, I've been supplement junkie, but what am I doing? I, I use a, a pre-workout supplement. Uh, I, I train first thing in the morning, and so I kind of need a bit of a caffeine shot. Um, so I like a good pre-workout supplement. When I say good, I mean <laughs> usually high dose of caffeine. That's generally what I mean by good. Um, the pump agents, eh, basically what I'm looking for in a pre-workout is a good dose of caffeine. The rest of the thing, I don't find those pump agents really do anything for me. The citrulline and the arginine and the shit like that. Even um, beta alanine, it's like it's the thing I like about beta alanine is when it works and you feel the tingles, it just kind of tells you, oh, okay, it's in my system now, right? It's just a kind of trigger. As far as if it actually helps, uh, I don't know. I, maybe it does, but I haven't noticed much from it. Um, that's not my focus. The um, anything that has nootropics in it, I kind of like. I, I kind of find they actually the the it's kind of marginal, I think, but it's something. It is something. I do find nootropics, especially lion's mane, I really like it. I've found, I've had success with it in the past. And I might know it might be placebo. I don't know. But the thing is, I, those kinds of things are bonus for me. If I see that it's got lion's mane in it or, uh, oh, what's the other one? Um, begins with N. Um, anyway, I, I can't, uh, oh, hyper, hooper, hooperzine, hooperzine A, is that what it's called? Um, even, um, uh, uh, Carnitine, not the tartrate one, the other one, I believe is a nootropic. Excetal, uh, um, excetal L-carnitine, I believe is a nootropic. Uh, um, see, I, I'm having a hard time remembering all these. Um, anyway, if I see nootropics in it, that's that's a bonus for me. Um, so I, I do my pre-workout first thing in the morning. Post-workout, whey. It's just simple, quick, fast-absorbing protein source. Um, other than that, I don't really do, I normally do another caffeine shot, uh, halfway through the day, just to give me a boost and keep me going, keep me, give me energy so I can burn a few more calories. But that, that comes in any form I want. Like sometimes it'll just be a pill. Sometimes it'll be a caffeine pill. Sometimes it'll be a, um, uh, uh, like a, energy drink even like a sugar-free energy drink I might know or it might be I actually did find some discount 
like pre-workout that so I, I usually just do whatever's the kind of best bang for my buck as far as that afternoon caffeine caffeine boost um and then what else do i do well i i sometimes i'm just finishing off a bottle of turmeric because i i used to like doing that because my i was having so much knee pain my knees are actually great lately like today's leg workout was amazing i, I feel great i had new prs no knee pain um, so I haven't really been doing that. Like I'm finishing off the bottle basically, but uh, vitamin D I usually have every day. Um, that's just a kind of maintenance and health thing. What else? I think for supplements, that's pretty much it. Oh, greens. I'll have a green supplement usually every day. And that's just because I'm terrible about getting in my vegetables, but I've been better actually. I've been started using baby carrots as a snack midday because they keep me full and they've got vitamins and so on in them so greens not as essential but I've got it so I use it um, so that's basically all I do for supplements so that's my supplements my training my diet uh, trying to keep it obviously below maintenance I do log my food every day um, occasionally I'll use my scale to weigh it but I'm at the point now where I, I pretty much know what things are because I track it in my my fitness pile and I usually just use the same foods not every day but cycling through the week so um, so it's pretty easy for me to make sure now that I mean once you get in the habit of logging your food every day um, the, the it becomes easier and easier to manage your calories and, and to know okay this is probably uh, you know X amount of calories and whatever so uh, that's pretty much it uh, been also doing my weight every day uh, on my Renfo uh, body composition scale uh, so I can track both my body fat and my weight so that I can make sure I'm making progress in the right ways. Uh, that's pretty much how it's going at the moment. Oh yeah, and creatine, of course. How could I forget? Wonderful, wonderful creatine. <laughs> I have a few grams of that. I usually stick it in my uh, whey uh, shake every day. Oh yeah, the other thing I suppose I should address is my carb intake because I know in these things sometimes the tendency is to go super low carb. I'm not doing that right now. I am trying to manage my carbs, definitely. Uh, what I'm sort of trying to do is, is keep them mostly as much as possible around my workout, but that's not even really true. I'm just trying to keep an eye on them, manage them, make them relatively low I guess I normally I'll have some oatmeal post workout and then maybe some rice for dinner and then lunch just maybe a little bit so I try to manage my carbs that being said I'm at the point where losing fat is getting harder and harder and I might need to reconsider that and reevaluate that and start reducing my carbs even further thing is I don't I don't know, I'll figure this out later and, and talk more about it. The thing is, I, I know I don't want to lose the muscle fullness and that, and so I'm going to... Anyway, it's something that I'm going to be thinking about and probably, uh, probably addressing as this cut goes gets into the second half. I'm probably going to need to uh, dial that in quite a bit, but for now, just, just in terms of logging what I'm doing, I have not been going low-carb. It is June 30th today, and maybe you can hear in my voice uh, that I'm not feeling so well. So summing up this week is basically going to come down to 
me saying that I basically I haven't been able to go to the gym at all this week. Actually, I haven't been able to do much of anything because I've been so under the weather to the point where I had to go and get a COVID shot, uh, test, I mean, while well, I see my brain. Um, so that was tons of fun. I, it did come back negative, though, so it's really just a cold or a flu or something that I've got. Uh, still not a lot of fun, but yeah, that's been my week, really. Tomorrow is Canada Day, which some folks are trying to cancel. I don't really have the energy to get into how I feel about that, but so for the moment, I'll just leave it at that. It is now Friday, July 2nd. <laughs> Ooh, I've still got a bit of a tickle in my throat, but generally speaking, feeling way, way better. I'm about to head into the gym. I did my weekly weigh-in today. I was down a lot, but then I guess that will happen when you spend all week without an appetite and not eating and not really doing anything. Um, so my weight was down this week. I'm about to go into the gym to have my first workout of this week. Uh, what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to be doing a full body routine uh, because I haven't been able to train anything. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Through the magic of podcasts, I'm now back from my workout. Uh, hard to exactly quantify how I feel, I suppose. My strength was down a little bit. I've noticed in the past, you may have noticed this as well, that if you take an extended period of time, sometimes you're actually stronger, and that's because you've hyper-recovered. Uh, in this case, uh, that, that wasn't the case. Uh, my, my strength was down a little bit, but not drastically. Um, as far as my physique, yeah, my muscles are not quite as full uh, in appearance, which kind of makes sense, seeing as I haven't been eating anything, really, the past few days, just nibbling on stuff when I've been... Ha it, it was weird. So what was happening was I was having... I just had no appetite. I'd eat a bite of, say, an apple, and then I'd be like, I'm full. I don't want anymore. It was very strange. And then suddenly in the middle of the night, I it was like, I'd get these really sharp, intense pains of hunger. And again, I'd have say a bite of like a granola bar or something, whatever was quickest and handiest. And then after a single bite, it's like, nope, I don't want anymore. It was very, very strange. So as I say, I wasn't eating much at all. I had a bit of soup here and there, that kind of stuff. So I, it makes sense that my muscles are not quite as full. I wasn't eating as many carbohydrates. I wasn't eating as much protein to support my muscles. Um, and obviously my weight is down. So it all kind of adds up. Um, it's definitely going to take a few days in to, to uh, bounce back here. In fact, um, before I believe I mentioned that I've been not working out on the weekends. Today is Friday. I will be working out tomorrow. That's the plan. Saturday I'm going to do another full body routine. So I did a full body routine today and as expected, a uh, fair amount of energy at the beginning and it uh, tapered off quite drastically for the last half. Um, but this, this is actually why I've, um, I've actually set up my full body routine um, in preparation for when this challenge is done. Uh, that's what I plan to return to as a full body routine. But what I'm gonna do is sort of cycle through um, the order of the exercises. 
And uh, so that's sort of what I'm gonna do tomorrow. So whereas today, I started with chest, went to back, went to legs, um, and I actually paired up my shoulders with my legs. Uh, so tomorrow I'm gonna rotate that a bit. I'm gonna start with back and then go to legs slash shoulders and then uh, into chest at the end. Um, so so that's my plan. So then I'll just have, uh, I'll take Sunday off and then get back to the hybrid 2-3 program for Monday. That's the plan. Okay, so it's Saturday, July 3rd. Just finished up my second full body workout in a row. My uh, weight was exactly the same this morning as it was yesterday. So I guess I could extrapolate a few things from that. Uh, my diet yesterday was basically bang on. Actually, if anything, it was probably a little bit low calorie wise. I was probably close to about a thousand calories below my my uh, expenditure yesterday so that's really low I and and yet my weight didn't go down but then again how to put this delicately I didn't really have any bowel movements or anything and um, and I know that I wasn't terribly active I spent a lot of time still somewhat recovering from my illness. You can probably hear in my voice, it's not quite back to normal yet. Um, I will say my muscles are feeling somewhat more full now. Physique wise, I, I, think, I think I'm uh, burning fat. I, you know, I seem to be looking a bit leaner, so that's good. So of course the challenge at this point is now that I've reached what's ultimately my lowest weight so far, in this transformation challenge, will I be able to progress from here? Um, or the other option is that this is a one of those uh, one-off kind of dips, much like happens from time to time. You know, you dip down below, and it's because of various factors, and in this case, potentially the the illness I had and and being depleted and everything might have gotten me lower than what my actual weight will be once you know once I'm hydrated properly and all those other things uh, so in that sense it's a bit encouraging that my weight was the same again today and hopefully tomorrow will look similar and if so then maybe I can use this to progress downward that sounds weird but continue to uh, burn more fat while uh, keeping my my muscle building on track as well. So uh, just briefly here, I mentioned the other day about people wanting to cancel Canada Day. Um, for me, Canada Day was a lot of nothing anyway because I was extremely sick. And there's a bit of a lingering um, COVID type limitations going on as well. Last year, they, there basically was no celebrations explicitly due to the pandemic and lockdowns and so on. Nothing was happening. This year, it looked like we're, we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel finally after, geez, it feels like a long time, but I think it's been about a year and a half. And so it looked like there was gonna be some small events opening up and then, so what happened was that some, um, uh, maybe a month ago or so, some uh, 
not so very nice discoveries were made. Not that these are really new discoveries, but it was more of the same. That there was some residential schools in British Columbia that were, um, I guess, uh, indigenous kids a couple hundred years ago were going to and not coming back from dying. Now, uh, this is obviously horrible. And it, it does make it hard for people to uh, say raw, raw Canada when they see that in the early days of our formation that some pretty nasty shit went on and, um, and it, it's kind of sickening in a way. So from that perspective, I, I actually, I really genuinely understand this feeling of, well, why should I celebrate that? Um, there's another side of it as well, which is that um, I never believed in this thing of you should punish one person for something that somebody else did, especially when the person you're punishing uh, had no part in it, does not condone it. In fact, they stand against those types of things, but you're going to punish them merely because maybe they look like that other person, right? So that person suddenly owes you uh, and, and that person ought to feel guilty over something that they personally took no part in and, uh, and in some cases are even sickened by and, and would love to undo. Um, that notion, I, I don't like. The idea of, of saying, well, you know, we, we live in this great country um, so let's, since we've got nothing better to do, uh, since we have it so easy, why don't we look for reasons to complain and, um, belittle this country that's given us ridiculous amounts of opportunity. That kind of mentality I think is kind of short-sighted and it's like, it's like pissing on your ancestors, but then these people say, well, my ancestors were evil. I was born later. That makes me more virtuous. And in a way, it's like you have no idea, you know, in a hundred years what someone's going to do looking back on you and saying, how could this person be so evil doing da-da-da-da-da, whatever it is you're doing every day, not thinking about it, you know? Of course, this is by no means to excuse those atrocities. I don't know it, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around how um, some of these people, and obviously we don't have all the details, but but how some of these individuals could with a clear conscience do some of the things that allegedly were done. Uh, it's, it's very perplexing. It's very disturbing. Um, but that doesn't mean we can't appreciate how great we currently have it. I think there's a happy medium in there. I think there's somewhere where we can say, where we can look to the past and, and try to learn from it. Now, it's a difficult thing when you try to, from a lot of perspectives, as far as I'm concerned, when you're trying to make amends for generations gone by, for a number of reasons. So, for one thing, it's like, what the hell can you ever do? How, what, what makes it equal, right? And for the people 
advocating this, basically it'll never be enough. It'll never be enough. And we've seen this over the last hundred years, the Canadian government, I believe the US government has been doing this too, but I'm, I'm Canadian. So the Canadian government has been trying to make amends and appease the indigenous people, but it's never enough. It's never, never enough. And when they keep doing something, then they dig up something else. It's like, oh, but look at this, this happened too. So what you're doing now isn't enough. You have to do more and it's never enough. And this isn't good for anybody because you've got the people growing up and, and having the mindset, oh, we're oppressed. We've been oppressed. You know, we were oppressed hundreds and hundreds of years ago. So that means I'm oppressed today when it's like, all you have to do is do your best. If you walk through life feeling like a victim, you're never going to accomplish what you can. It's not a good mentality. It's not a helpful way to see the world. So people perpetuating this, perpetuating this notion of let's call, let's divide everybody up in, in the world, say that you are either a victim or an oppressor. And so if you're not a helpless victim, then you're an unwitting oppressor, right? It, it divides people for one thing, but it puts people into this headspace. If you buy into this philosophy, it puts people into the mindset of either, oh, I'm a victim. I've been oppressed. I'm, oh, wow, look how oppressed I am. I can't do anything. It's not, we even heard Oprah Winfrey complaining about this, saying that only white men can get ahead in America. I, it's unreal. The richest, one of the richest people in the country, a black woman saying that doing what she did is impossible. I, it's mind boggling how they actually think this, some people. And, and so if you're not a victim, then you're an unwitting oppressor. And what does that mean? Well, it means that, oh, I must feel guilty for things I didn't even do, which is foolish. So, and, and again, you're, then you're just, you know, what are you doing? Well, you're going to stand on ceremony and say, look how guilty I am of, of, things I didn't do. Doesn't that make me virtuous? Doesn't that uh, atone me for the sins of, of my ancestors? And so it's, again, it's just people saying things, accomplishing nothing, trying to look good while doing as little as possible. I see this so much. People who just want to do as little as possible, but want to seem like they care. I, I saw one person say, oh, well, there's, you know, all these other ex, you know, residential schools, they should go and, and investigate those and dig around those. And, and my response was, no one's stopping you. Go do it. Like, why are you always waiting for someone else to do the work when all you want to do is appear like you care? It's so lazy. It's so phony. This is what we're what we're encouraging these days is people being phony and I don't like it. So this, this was my whole problem with this thing. I've now been able to somewhat articulate it, maybe not as well as I'd like to, but, but that's just what it comes down to is that horrible things took place. Absolutely. I mean, but it's not limited to this horrible things have taken place throughout history and, and, um, it's dreadful to see some of the things that were done in, in establishing well, virtually every country that exists on the planet. I mean, warfare was a huge thing, you know, and it's not a huge thing at the present moment. I mean, it is in some parts of the world, but 
globally it's I don't think it's on the same scale um, but despite these horrible things that happened generations and generations ago like that doesn't have to divide us that doesn't have to make us try to dole out guilt on some people who have never taken part in this right I mean, the uh, the indigenous situation is, is a huge problem right now, and I'm not going to pretend to understand it entirely. Um, I do know that, well, for one thing, there there's each tribe. I hope I'm using the politically correct terminology. Actually, I don't really care, but, you know, I, I don't want to, I'm not here to offend anybody, but I, I, each tribe, I believe they're called tribes, is... Um, different you know you can't stroke them all with the same brush that's in my opinion racist so and there were lots of there were there were some um of, of the the bands or tribes or whatever who have a bad relationship with the canadian government who are saying cancel canada Day, cancel canada Day. there were others who are saying why are you doing this don't we want you to celebrate it canada is a great country and and so on they're the ones who have a good relationship with the government and I mean it's such a bizarre thing because it's set up in a way it seems to be so that like some of them some of the the uh, reservations are, are doing really well for themselves they've built up a strong economic base and for various reasons they've been able to do that others not so much so then what do you do do, do you just pump more money into the ones that haven't been able to manage their resources? Is that the answer? Or do you try to come in and help them? Well, it's kind of hard to do that when they say, leave us alone, right? Do you, and, and, and there's other, I mean, there's, it's a huge problem because then you've also, you also want to say, okay, well then, you know what? Why don't we just treat you like every other Canadian community and you know you have your allotment and so on and but then you you know abide by our laws and rules and and you have um and they're like no we don't want that we're our own people we want to govern ourselves but we also want you know some of your resources and it's like how do you how do you manage that right it's no easy thing and the problem is that when any Anybody kind of speaks up and says, well, what about this idea here? They let, Let's talk about this idea. You know, you've got a bunch of people who, uh, of the sort I was just talking about, who jump up and accuse them of racism, right? This is how you, when, when you haven't got a sensible argument, you resort to name calling and, and things like this. And calling someone a bigot these days is a good way of trying to claim the moral high ground and, and Claim that the other person is either um, like uh, immoral or stupid or whatever, right? I mean, it's the same thing. Um, you know, there was this one feed the other day where uh, where a radio station, instead of posting a Canada flag, they posted a orange flag because I guess orange <laughs> means I support Indigenous. Okay. Um, so, you know, actually, that would annoy me if I was indigenous because I hate the color orange, but whatever. 
They give them the worst color. Why would you do that? I mean, give them blue or something. That's that's a nice color. Anyway, um, so they, uh, they they post an orange flag. Well, um, so so some people were like, they were responding by saying, kind of yeah, it was tongue in cheek. They said Happy Canada Day, or they responded with like a, just a Canada flag GIF, you know, or whatever. Just. Um, those kinds of things, just kind of things to say, okay, well, I'm still patriotic. I still love my country. Um, you know, but nothing, nothing against what they did. Just, just kind of a, a counterpoint. And, um, and I saw not a couple people come on and say, oh, the racists are coming out. And it's like, I actually responded to them. I'm like, where point, point to point to one racist comment to me. Cause I don't see any of that. What I do see is a bunch of a, a few people who are basis, baselessly accusing other people of racism because they have no sensible rebuttal of their own. And that's what I see, you know, and I, I don't like the trend. I really don't like this trend. It's I suppose it's not terribly new, um, but that's my main that's I think my main niggle with this is it's designed to divide people. It's not designed to unite. And I hate that. I hate this whole concept of, of you're with us or you're against us or you have to believe this or you're a bigot. It's like you're not allowed to have a nuanced opinion of things or you're a bigot. So sorry to ramble. That has absolutely nothing to do with my transformation, but uh, uh, it has to do with what's going on in my life. Monday, July 5th, I'm back at it. Back at my hybrid mass two three, or wait, hybrid two three mass program uh, workout. So today was upper body strength. Felt really good actually. Uh, I did something which is sort of a, a take on reverse pyramid training. Um, so with reverse pyramid training, you lift the heavier weights first, um, and then. Whereas with standard pyramid training, you'd lift the heavier weights towards the end. So you'd start out in, in the case of pyramiding with, say, eight reps and then six reps and then five reps or whatever. Um, reverse pyramid is you're starting with the heavier weights first early on. Now, uh, there's, there's pluses and minuses to both of those different methods. Uh, I kind of did something that was a little bit in between where I did... Um, I, I did my heaviest set, I think, second, so kind of right in the middle, and uh, and then dropped down the weight that way. So doing doing it that way is a little bit of a psychological trick as well, because you know once you've lifted a really heavy weight, then um, then you kind of mentally you're like, oh, this next one I can do it. So sometimes what happens is you can actually crank out more reps than you might have been able to otherwise on the uh, lighter sets. So anyway, it's it's a good method. It seems to work good. The other benefit to doing heavier sets early on is that uh, you've got more of the physical resources in terms of energy. You've got the uh, energy required to do it. Later on in the workout, you're, you're getting kind of fatigued, but even when you're fatigued, you can still kind of do those higher rep exercises so that's why doing um, the, the heavier work at the start of the workout always seems to work out best for me 
Um, and then, like I say, you can you can use that model within one um, uh, within one movement. So you you do the uh, the different sets or um, the heavier sets more towards the beginning. So anyway, uh, that's what I did today. It felt really good, actually. It felt really strong, uh, which kind of surprised me how well I did, considering I'm coming off of a basically a week of being quite sick. I had the two full body workouts in there, which thank goodness for that. They, uh, they went really well. Um, my weight again today, quite stable, about the same as what it was, um, at, at the end of last week. So 158 ish, which is, uh, pretty much the lowest I've been, uh, uh during this time. I'm kind of expecting it to rebound, but so far it hasn't really. So I'm just kind of riding it out and enjoying it. Uh, what else? Well, I started a new book today, started reading a new book called um, The Peaceful Warrior. I'd heard about this book. Uh, I actually heard a few people mention it in various places, and uh, it sounded like it was something that might be kind of up my alley. So far, uh, I mean, it's okay so far. There's, I, I don't know that I've gotten a lot out of it. What it is, the concept is, is, is sort of a semi- fictional, um, semi-autobiographical kind of book about, a, it's a conversation between, uh, a sort of a student and a mentor and, and they, he'll talk about the philosophy and things. I'm not sure what philosophy specifically this is based upon. There's another book I, I have that is somewhat similar in tone called The Courage to be Disliked. And now that one is very clear that it's based on Adlerian psychology. Um, so it's upfront about that. It's like it's trying to demonstrate the principles of that particular method of psychology in terms of presenting it in terms of a conversation between a couple people just to make it a little more accessible. And, you know, narrative is a good way to help teach and so on. So, um, but like I say, so far, it's not clear to me what exactly the, the psychology, psychological or philosophical approach uh, from this book is aside from, um, I mean, he's made a few comments like, uh, I thought it was quite a, an interesting statement. Uh, he said, I am uh, a humorous fool and you are a serious jackass or something like that, which we see those archetypes in, in our everyday life, uh, definitely. So anyway, uh, I'll, uh, I'll update it as I feel it's re relevant and, and update, you know, you, you on, what I find in the book and where I find, you know, uh, kind of helpful little tidbits. It's now Tuesday, July 6th. Today's workout was lower body strength. So some squats, uh, some Romanian deadlifts. It was, uh, it was a pretty good workout. I have to say I did a new, well, I don't know that it's an all time, uh, high, uh, but you know, I had three, three plates on each side from, for my squat, which I haven't done in a long time, anywhere near that just again, cause of the knee pain. So being able to do that and now several hours later, no pain whatsoever. And my knees, uh, feeling great, feeling quite happy about it too. So what else? I've been working away at the, uh, or working away, listening away to the, uh, the audio book, the, uh, way of the peaceful warrior, I believe it's called. And I don't really know what to make of it still. There were some of the uh, concepts that came up. 
were um, they kind of reminded me of Confucianism a little bit and even some Buddhist type um, philosophy uh, so I, I think it might be kind of based on that there was one I guess quote that was in it today that was uh, see if I can remember it here uh, how did it go okay so it was something like uh, if you get what you want or no if you don't get what you want you suffer um, if you don't get what you want you suffer um, and even if you do get what you want you still suffer because then you ultimately lose that it was something it was something along those lines it was talking about sort of the, the um, relationship between life and suffering and and interestingly he mentioned it came across like you know this this character the character's name is Socrates who's bestowing all this wisdom like he's a bit of a downer when he says stuff like this that's oh, how difficult life is and how painful life can be and and uh, but but the sentiment is and it's one I heard before specifically listening to some of Jordan Peterson's work it's like no it's it's not so pessimistic to acknowledge that there's a lot of suffering in life because what that means is that you have the strength to overcome these things and and yes life is difficult but you are strong enough to overcome those things so I guess kind of interesting messaging in that way um, again not, nothing too terribly profound it's a little bit weird because there's these moments in the book where I don't know the Socrates guy it's almost like he takes him on a acid trip or something and or hypnotizes him or something and suddenly he finds himself in this world where you know it's like a dreamscape type thing I, I don't know it's supposed to be semi-autobiographical but moments like this kind of really you know d disrupt the uh, suspension of disbelief because it's like it's it's fantasy at that point right so unless there's some kind of really intelligently designed explanation for this at the end i.e he was being drugged <laughs> which wouldn't really paint the socrates character in in a good light um if he was you know slipping drugs into this guy's mickey or whatever so he uh to, to induce these mental journeys that he was sending him on aside from that i mean unless there's some kind of somewhat plausible explanation for these things it, it basically it's just going into the realm of fantasy a little bit more than i'd like from from i guess a book of this style so but that's that's basically it otherwise it's it's not bad it's it's okay so far and i i think i got more enjoyment out of the other book I was mentioning, the, uh, the the Courage to be Disliked. There was more applicable I could find in that, um, even though that one was less narrative-driven and more just a conversation, but uh, that's where I am in that right now. It's now Friday, July 9th, so another week done. Uh, my weigh-in was pretty good. It's uh, been pretty consistent staying at... Uh, at 158 over the last week I thought it might go back up after uh, like rebound a bit after I was sick but it's actually been quite stable I'm quite happy about that even though 
It wasn't technically going down in weight. The fact that it didn't go back up, I'm quite happy about. So, And I even took a look there at my before pictures today when I was posting my uh, weekly results. And the difference is quite noticeable to me, at least. So, uh, so everything's going well in that way. Um, it was leg day today. Hoo-wee. It's a good thing it was leg day, too, because yesterday I got my second... Uh, vaccine dose and um, yeah my arm is killing me at the moment and uh, so luckily I actually did throw in a little bit of shoulder work but um, not a lot so that's fine so um, but throughout the day actually after my workout some other symptoms started kind of hitting me feeling like really stiff and achy and lethargic and that there are symptoms that my wife and my daughter actually had yesterday uh starting yesterday and then into this morning but i thought i got to miss out on it but apparently not it's monday july 12th and i am back at it last week i was able to do my full week's worth of workouts which was nice after spending a week sick unfortunately what happened at the end of this past week was i had my vaccine my second dose of it and i got extremely ill so I spent a good portion of the weekend uh, feeling quite sick and my weight took another dip. I was, it was ridiculous. On Saturday, I was down to like 155. So I was three pounds below what was already a low weight. Uh, I mean, it goes to show you that weight loss and fat loss are two totally different things because I didn't really look that much better. I, my weight was down. I guess the number on the scale looked better. But um, And then today when I was in the gym, it was upper body strength day, I was very noticeably uh, weaker. So, and, and this is just after like a couple days of being ill and not having an appetite, not really eating and such. So it just goes to show you, I guess, uh, how challenging it is. And it it's another indication to me how uh, how challenging it is to to try to maintain muscle while decreasing overall weight and, and obviously fat. So anyway, um, I am back at it, but it's 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 not perfect right now. I certainly feel like I'm in good shape. I don't feel like I'm in great shape and I don't know if I'll ever get to that point because you know you're your own worst or, or harshest critic uh, but it it definitely does feel like I'm at that point where progress has been hard to come by I mean I spent an entire week last week hovering around 158 pounds now prior to that getting sort of below the the marker of 160 pounds was extremely difficult i got sick i didn't eat for about three days and then suddenly oh look at that i'm at 158 so the whole week i'm still eating in a caloric deficit but i stayed around 158 again i took a a dip in weight after being sick from the covid vaccine it, that I want actually I'm rebounding from a little bit. I went back up to uh, 157 or something like that. So 
just goes to show how freaking difficult it is where I'm at this point where my body does not want to lose weight. It's very frustrating. And of course, I don't want to do it in a way I know I could if I wanted to just, you know, self-sabotage and and not eat anything, whatever. And that, But that's not my point here. I want to keep the muscle fullness. I know I could go keto if I wanted to. And the numbers would go down, but also my muscles would look flat. So it's, it's the struggle. It's the struggle. It's the challenge. I guess it's part of the fun of it in a way. It's uh, trying to find that balance, I guess, and, and continue to make improvement. That, that is true. I suppose I do enjoy the process to to an extent. Um, I don't enjoy the frustration and the and that types of thing. I don't enjoy hunger uh, terribly well, although I suppose it is a indication that maybe, you know, you're making progress, but I did definitely find uh, recently that some of my uh, insecurities that I've been working so hard to fight against sometimes arise too when you're in this state of telling yourself that you're not good enough and you're not there because then you know you see someone else who appears to be in better shape than you or whatever and it's like you get down on yourself so uh, like I say it's, um, it's it's hard to balance all, all these things out in my last challenge it was the uh, New Year's challenge I talked a lot about the mental confusion that happens in the midst of, of dieting and there's there's that as well. Tuesday, July 13th, today was leg strength day. Um, so I did some pretty good squatting and so on today, but uh, I was a little distracted during my workout. I uh, don't know if I fully want to get into details. I might I might detail uh, what, what, what went on in a separate podcast. Because interestingly, I had to... I, I noticed some things I was doing that I wasn't terribly proud of and I decided that the best way for me to try to deal with those is to confront them, understand them, see them, pay attention to them, much the way you know Jung talks about integrating the shadowy part of your uh, personality is to try to sh- shine light on these Things, these tendencies that are not terribly good. So that was really occupying my mind during my workout. So I think it suffered a little bit. I didn't get quite as many sets in. I wanted to do some leg curls at the end of it, but I didn't wind up doing that. So I, I did my squats. I did my Romanian deadlifts. Um, I did. Uh, I didn't do a lot with my uh, with my calf work. Not as much as I wanted to, but I did a little. So it was a little bit compressed. Um, uh, but overall, uh, pretty good. So feeling good, and thankfully the uh, leg, or sorry, knee pain, seems to be under control at the moment. I felt felt it a little bit, to be honest. Uh, but considering I, I was squatting way more than what I have been for months, uh, the tiny amount of discomfort in my knees was like nothing. That being said. I think I prefer the protocol I was doing before where I was doing 
every muscle group every day. So that meant I did legs every day. But what I could do is I could sort of build up to it so I could do the rehab type movements for the first couple days and then some um, some hamstring stuff uh, and then and then build up towards the uh, deadlifts and and then the ultimately the squats at the end of the week so I could do them and uh, build up to them and, and anyway I kind of like that protocol better plus leg day just it's harder for me to get up for right so so this way I could ensure that the entire day didn't kind of suffer I guess but anyway it was uh, it was a pretty good day um, diet still going well last night I actually went out to dinner with my wife but uh, I was pretty good I had a, uh, a steak salad uh, which was quite yummy um, my weight was actually up a bit today though it was back to it was 158 something so hmm so it's rebounded um, probably a good thing though because I'm thinking I was a bit depleted and um, dehydrated and I also um, decided I actually saw somebody suggesting that you know uh, it might be worth experimenting with taking extra creatine because honestly I don't I don't find a lot um, happens to me when I when I take creatine uh, so you know, doubling it up seemed to make a bit of sense. So who knows, maybe there's a little bit of that in there too. Maybe my muscles are a little bit more saturated. So uh, yeah, that's where we're at today. It's not Friday, July 16th, so the end of week eight. So I'm gonna wrap up this section of uh, the podcast here. So a couple things to go over. Let's see, let's start with well, let's return back to a couple of things I was talking about early in the podcast. So one thing I was mentioning was this book I started reading, The uh, Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Uh, I put this book aside for a few days. I kind of lost interest a little bit. I picked it back up today. I'm nearly done the book, it seems. Um, so I don't know. It, it was kind of waning a little bit. Uh, today, there was actually, to my surprise, to my pleasant surprise, there was something that I could actually relate to in the book, which was a section of the book where the main character competed in a gymnastics tournament and won the thing. And But then he felt this kind of emptiness after. It's like, I've got, I, I, I got there. Now what? Now, this is something that in the fitness world... I think is easily relatable because it's always more fulfilling to progress towards a goal than to actually arrive. At the end of basically every bodybuilding challenge or body transformation challenge I've participated in, at the end there's this little sense of now what? I mean no matter how good or not good my results are, there's always that that feeling of being a little bit lost when you don't have that direction, that rigid timeline. Because even even at the end of it, when you're like, okay, this is great, you know, I'm pumped, I, I did it, and I kind of have an idea what I want to do next, even then it's like without the rigid um, finish line of a challenge or whatever, it's it's hard to to grasp onto that to the next leg of your journey mentally so anyway that that uh, it kind of captured that pretty nicely it it moved on from there and didn't really uh, um 
didn't really dwell on it too, too much. Certainly not as much as I would have liked, but anyway, it was just nice that there was something in there that I could definitely, um, I, I could definitely identify with. There's a few things in, in the book that I would say are, you kind of nod your head and go, yeah, that makes sense. I agree with that. There's not so far a lot of profound insights that much I'll say. Um, it's it's getting to the point where the the character now the main character is being transitioned towards being a mentor his his mentor sends him away tells him to go away so that he can prepare to teach other people and he tells him I guess this was kind of interesting he tells him to teach others and he's like well I don't know what to teach people maybe gymnastics and he's like yeah teach them gymnastics and then if they express an interest in more stuff, the stuff that we've been talking about, then use that as a way in to teach these other philosophical principles, which is kind of exactly what I've been doing with this podcast, as I've been using the idea of physicality and, and building strength and, and bodybuilding and building muscle and, um, and cutting as well and all those types of physical things at, to incorporate with it the philosophical principles and and they really marry into each other really well this is what I've found more and more over the years so they, they're relating to it that way now he's suggesting kind of use the I kind of tend to do it the other way I tend to use the philosophical principles and then try to incorporate those into the, um, the translate those principles into physical um, principles work them as they go whereas uh, he seems to be kind of the other way but I mean that that really does make sense because you think about it nobody goes out of their way say well not nobody but certainly young people don't go out of their way to say hey teach me some great you know life lessons and that but they where they do want to say learn how to build muscle or learn how to be gymnasts or learn how to be that or this so Anytime you can incorporate good life lessons into whatever trade it is, uh, I think that's a good thing. So anyway, there was that. Uh, what was the other things I wanted to talk about? Well, actually, another thing I talked about early on in this podcast, I was talking about all the challenges between the indigenous people and, and the non-indigenous people, I guess. And if you'll remember, my main issue with it when it came down to everything was that the way this was being carried out, it was designed to divide people. And the thing is, when I was a kid and racism was really starting to become aware, it was for a long, long time, don't get me wrong, it was like back in, geez, what was it? I'm trying to think, I saw some of the old Superman episodes with uh, George Reeves. I want to say that was the 50s or 60s. And back then they were talking about, you know, don't, harass people because or or treat them badly because of their race or because of their religion they put all those lessons into it so it's not like this is these are new things but I do remember when I was a kid in the 80s it was it was a, a strong point brought up and honestly I don't know the I don't really know the the political atmosphere or what was driving these things to come out in the 80s but what I do remember is that segregation was determined to be a bad thing and yet now it seems people are saying well if you don't segregate that's a bad thing it's very 
mind-boggling. And the way they're doing it with such terms as white privilege, okay? They're segregating people by saying, be, no matter what your circumstances, if you were born white, even if you were born in, into poverty, into a single parent home, as a white person, you are automatically more privileged than a non-white person who is born into uh, a life of, of plenty. So this term, basically, if you don't accept it, you're called racist. So in other words, if you don't segregate people, you're racist now. It's, like I said, it's a little bit baffling, and, and I don't really like the trend, and I also don't like the intentional dividing of people, because that is segregation, and I don't like that. I prefer unity. So what I was saying was I didn't like a, the way a lot of this stuff was being carried out, because it felt designed to divide people. Now, there was another example of this today I saw on, on the news, where there was this guy, I think it was in Winnipeg somewhere or something, this guy uh, got some kind of political office or something. I saw like a five-minute news clip, so I don't know all the details, but anyway, he, he just got into a position, and he went onto a podium. I don't know what possessed him to say this, but he said uh, that the residential schools, the intention behind them was to assimilate um, indigenous people into their budding society, the society that the the newcomers, the Catholics and, and the white people, I guess, were trying to build. They wanted to assimilate. Now, this, this other guy who looked like maybe he was indigenous, I, he had a mask on, so I'm not sure. I think he was. Interrupted him, goes on the stage this guy was talking, and says, how dare you say these things? These schools were designed to kill in the indigenous way of life or something like this. So, okay, so a couple things on that. First of all, this, this guy kind of rudely stepping up onto stage and, and shooting his mouth off, that doesn't reflect well on you, okay? Um, now, what you said, let, let's start with the first guy. So... I think, I think it's just a foolish choice of words. So this guy actually wound up resigning a day in office, and he wound up resigning because of these comments he made. Now, it might not be the smartest thing to say when the temperature is already high. And the fact is, neither one of them have any way of knowing exactly what the intentions of these people were. But it's probably a smart idea to try to understand it, to get inside. Because on the surface, what, what happened with all the, the death of the children is pretty heinous. It's pretty hard to figure out. And if we want to learn from history, we have to try to understand history. So I'm thinking probably this is what the guy was doing. Now, I, again, I don't like this whole idea of, of he, was, he resigned after one day because of, he said, unpopular comments because the, I guess the mob came after him. And this is what I'm talking about. I mentioned about people are losing their positions and losing their jobs and that this is exactly what happened here. So him trying to, I think, make sense of it and say, well, this is what they were doing. They wanted to build a new society and they wanted to incorporate the indigenous people. And, and okay, that's something people can kind of wrap their mind around and say, okay, I suppose in a way that kind of makes sense. That maybe was their intentions. That being said, you can easily say, well, if your way of life involves, you know, deaths of all these children, what makes that superior, right? Uh, how does that, how is that more civilized? Um, 
But that being said, it, maybe it was the intention, or at least the professed intention, right? Now, this other guy said, no, it was designed to kill the indigenous way of life. Okay, so this guy has an image in his mind, I would, based on what he said, of the white man, the evil white man, twirling his mustache, laughing maniacally, walking away, like just heartlessly just killing people, because that's what white man does. He just goes around killing people for, for the fun of it. I mean, again, if that's going to be your worldview, good luck uniting with anybody. Because, you know, you've got this worldview you refuse to shake. You don't want to understand. You just want to have, you just want to paint a villain. You just want to paint the other person as a villain so you can feel like a victim. I've, I've talked enough about that, but that seems to be what's happening and it's not getting any better and it's... Um, it's sad, quite frankly. It's sad that's the world we live in where people have been trained to do this and they're glorified to do it. So, now on to uh, other matters. My training program. Today was uh, leg day, leg hypertrophy day. I did some leg pressing today and I actually went pretty heavy. Heavier than I would normally do on a quote-unquote hypertrophy day. Uh, threw in some shoulder work because... Um, I want to trade my shoulders more, quite frankly, and um, leg day seems to be a good day to throw in some more of that. Uh, it was a really good training day. My knees are feeling great, and all in all, uh, I can see my body composition improving. I did my official weigh-in yesterday just because uh, I figured today is going to be a little bit crazy, but I did actually weigh myself this morning. I kind of wish I'd waited to do <laughs> to submit my weekly results because I'm actually down in weight now. I'm, I might be actually the lowest I was for the whole thing, uh, which is 156.6, I think. So I'm, I'm making really good progress, actually, uh, in terms of dropping weight now. So what am I doing? Well, uh, diet-wise, I've really started focusing on increasing my protein. So um, I'm doing my post-workout uh, protein I've decided to add a second whey protein shake just in the middle of the day. Um, and I put more creatine in that as well because I think I'm probably one of the low responders as, um, I'm, I think I'm a low responder as far as creatine is involved. So an extra dose probably would do me good. And it seems to be working. And then also I'm making sure to have a good old uh, dose before bed. Like I have my supper, my lunch, whatever, which I try to make relatively good amounts of protein and then uh, before bed, doing uh, Greek yogurt with some blueberries. They're supposed to actually be quite synergistic together. So uh, that's what I've been doing. Uh, it's been really good. And I guess I will see you on the next leg.